thank you for connecting to the media product of LifeGate Church. Pastor Brian Gallardo prays as this product goes out into the nations, that it empowers your faith, stirs your spirit, and pushes you towards your God-given destiny. For more information, please go to www.lifegatekc.org. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm chapter 8 and verse 9. We're going to read this one verse and we're going to pray and get right into the teaching today. Father, we thank you. Well, let's read it first. I just said that back. I don't know what I'm doing, Brittany. Y'all pray for me today. Uh, Psalm chapter 8 verse 9 says this, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Let's all say this uh, verse together. Hopefully we'll have this memorized by the end of this series. But let's all say this together. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name. Let's all say it again. Come on, one, two, three, go. Oh, Lord, how, Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Amen. Come on, let's just say it one more time because it feels good to say it together as a people. Let's go, come on. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Amen. Put your Bibles down. Grab that hand of the one next to you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your goodness this morning. Holy Spirit, I'm so thankful that you are my helper today. Holy Spirit, I pray that you walk alongside of me today and that you help me to teach the people. God, that you help me to empower your people. Lord, that you bring us all into liberty as one people. God, I thank you that we are going to have dominion as a church because we're getting into agreement as one people. And Lord, we agree to get today and we say into the heavens, Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. We declare it and we decree it to be so in the mighty name of Jesus. And the people put their hands together and gave God one more round of a, come on, just give him a yes, a yes in the room. Thank you. Come on, give me a yes in the room. Come on, somebody. Now, now that would be good if it was for the Super Bowl, but let's do it for Jesus in the room. Come on. You still ain't got there with me yet. Come on. Hey. hey, amen. Turn around and give somebody a high five and let them know how glad you are to see them this morning in the house of God as we begin a new series around here on the spirit of excellence. Online campus, I encourage you, hit that share button, invite somebody into the feed, and let's believe God do some great things around here today. And we got a full day of ministry prepared for us this morning, and it's going to be a great day. And uh, the spirit of excellence. That's what we're going to be talking about for the few, uh, next few weeks. If you're a first-time guest with us, please scan that QR code in front of you in that chair. We want to connect to you. I was able to make uh, five first-time guest phone calls this week, and uh, it, was, it was really awesome. And every single one of the first-time guests that I called, were just they, their language was like this. I'm so impressed. Uh, we feel something in the church that we ain't felt in church in a long time. Uh, thank you for not making it about a show, but we can really feel the presence of God there. And we're coming back, and we're bringing people. So y'all, we should get encouraged about that. I, I just want you to know, because you don't hear those stories, most of the times you see like the negative reports or hear that. But we, we, we have, there's, there's a buzz in the air about LifeGate Church. And it's a good buzz. And I want, you, I want to encourage you, tell your family and friends, don't tell your enemies, tell your, tell, we don't need any more drama, praise God. Tell your friends and your family, and let's, let, come on somebody, tell your friends and your family, let's, let's start becoming bringers to the house of God. Don't just invite them, bring them. You say, how do we bring them? Promise them an egg McMuffin before you get to church. 
Tell them you'll swing through Lamar's Donuts before you get to church. Get them a Starbucks. You know, a Starbucks coffee can go a long way on Sunday morning. Can the church say amen? amen. So help, help us by getting the word out. And, uh, you know, seven out of ten people aren't invited to church in a lifetime in this generation. Let's be a bringer and an inviter. Let's bring people to church and ultimately bring them to Jesus. Amen? It was so cool because last week, uh, Brittany, you probably don't know the backstory of this. You and Chop don't know the backstory of this. I had a mom come to me before church or after church last week when I was downstairs praying for people or, or greeting people. And she said, my daughter wants to get saved so bad. She's like, well, how does she do that? I said, we're going to send you to Brittany and Chop. So Matthew took her to Brittany and Chop, and they prayed her through, and she gave her life to Jesus last week. People are wanting to get saved. They just got to have somebody tell them about Jesus. So make sure that you're inviting and, and doing that as well. So our book of the month is a book this really guy, good guy wrote this book. And uh, I want to <laughs> encourage you, you can get this book downstairs and at the, uh, what do we call that place? The store. And it's, the, uh, it's dealing with the spirit of Jezebel. And it's called Jezebel Must Come Down. And there's a workbook that goes with it. And if you will buy the book, I'll give you the workbook for free. And it will be a blessing to you. You kind of read the chapter and then you'd still fill in the... Are you taking a picture of me or a video, Pastor Janae? Because huh? I, I, I can pose for you. Here you go. Take a real good picture. So this is the book of the month. Make sure you get it. These are how much? Let's make it available for $10. And if you buy the book, you get the workbook for free. Beyonce won't do that with her music, but I'm going to do it today. I'm way smarter than Beyonce. I'm, I'm way smarter than Beyonce, okay? I'm just telling you. So make sure $10 and you get the workbook for free. So make sure you do that. Let's read this book. You said, Pastor, I already bought it. Well, you haven't read it. So read it this week or this month. I had one guy tell me, I read it in one sitting. I couldn't put it down. Bishop Witcher told me, I read that book in one setting and I preached the whole thing so you can't come teach it at my church. I said, you little scoundrel, you better send me an offering. And uh, so we want to make sure that we have that available for you. And I know we said we were going to do this at the end of service, but I want to I pass these out now. Uh, these, this is a 40-day Lent journal uh, because we're in Lent right now. I know it already started. I'm getting them to you late, and I apologize about that. But they're going to pass these out to you, and you can read one, one uh, passage a day. Pastor Parsley sent us all these for free because he wanted to bless our church. And it's a 40-day prayer and fasting journal. And then I'm going to send you a prayer request card. They're going to pass these out. And at the end of service, we'll give you some direction on these because I want to make sure that I'm praying specifically for your prayer needs. I'm going to lay hands on these for the whole 40 days, well, 35 days that's left. But the 35 days left of Lent, I'm going to pray for these. And on, on Good Friday, we're going to bring these into the tabernacle, and we're all going to declare and decree over these together as a congregation and believe God for some supernatural miracles on Good Friday, okay? So make sure that you get this, fill it out. What you can do is you can drop this in the offering. Our new offering uh, bins are in the back of the sanctuary and the children's uh, wing and downstairs. We will not be passing buckets anymore. I'm trying to give you some order for the house. and want to make sure you get that in your hands. We're going to be passing that out. And let's go ahead and pass those down. Uh, I want to talk to you this morning about the spirit of excellence. And it's very important to us. The word excellent in your Bible means majestic. Everyone say majestic. It means impressive in beauty and dignity, outstanding, super good, over and above, and it's another word to define something that is world class. Now, we, we all know, we've all ate at restaurants that were like, we will never eat there again. Right. Right. If you haven't, I can give you a recommendation. 
Uh, we have all hated restaurants. We can leave there and say, all, it, was, it might have been their service. It might have been the cleanliness. It might have been the, the wait, waitress was rude. How many of you have ever, ever had a rude waitress before? Uh, probably all of us. How many of you have ever ate at a restaurant and you were like, that place is nah to the stee. It's nasty, right? And, and so we leave there, and a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll get on Google and they'll leave a bad review. Um, I'm not that guy. I try to always leave good reviews. If it wasn't bad, I'll leave there and pray for the folks, you know, uh, because I don't want people leaving me a bad review. And they do about the silliest stuff. Praise God. Okay. So we believe around here, Psalm chapter 8 and verse 9, that the Lord is excellent in all his ways. We believe he is excellent. You know, that's why people get in their car and they drive to Colorado and they'll climb Estes Park or they'll climb, uh, what's that other mountain that we climbed, honey? Pikes Peak, and, and they'll, they'll just stare at the majestic beauty of the creation of God because God is excellent. It's why people will get in their car and drive to Old Faithful or they'll go to Niagara Falls or they'll go to one of the most beautiful places on the planet, which is Sedona or Phoenix or uh, we, we climbed Camelback Mountain, my wife and I did, and we about died, praise God, but we didn't. And uh, they'll, they'll drive down to Sarasota and sit on Siesta Key and, and watch the sun go down and watch the dolphins come out of the air because God's creation is gorgeous. It is so beautiful. It is so excellent. He took time in thinking about creation and what he did because God is excellent in everything. Aren't you glad today that God's not a sloppy God? I'm so glad God doesn't, God don't have wrinkled robes on. I'm glad, I'm glad that God ain't late to his appointments. He's always on time, right? I'm so thankful that God isn't a messy God. He always got mess all around. My wife told me yesterday, she said, honey, I know the Lord picked up his draws when he resurrected from the grave. Why can't you pick yours up off the ground. She told me that yesterday. I said, get thee behind me in Jesus' name. And she said, if God's an excellent God, you got to be an excellent husband, right? Now, we are all made in the image of God. Can I get an amen? So we are all made in God's image. So if God is excellent, what should we be? Come on, what should we be? If his kingdom is excellent, what should we be? So I want to, I want to encourage you as we teach this series, please don't hear me say that you have to be perfect. Because you're human. And we're so, we're flawed. Come on now, just nudge your neighbor and say, he's talking to you, not me. If you're married, don't, don't nudge your spouse because you didn't have to fight the whole way home and we don't want that, then we have to get marriage counseling, all that kind of stuff. Don't nudge your spouse and say it. But you're all flawed. We are, I'm flawed. I'm not a perfect pastor. But excellence means to do the very best with what God has given you in your domain to do. Whatever God has put in your hands, do it the very best you can. Whatever he has called you to do it, do it the very best you can. Wherever you work, whether it's Burger King or it's for a, future, a, a Fortune 500 company, do that the very best that you can. You know, a lot of people in the earth won't get the job because they're not excellent in their presentation. A lot of people, a lot of you young men uh, that may be watching me or here in the room, second service, first service, you want to get the girl, but the way you present yourself, you're never going to get that girl. Uh, some of you in the room, you want the promotion. You, you want to be elevated. You want somebody to recognize you and see you. You want the bonus. You want to raise. But you don't present yourself with an excellent spirit. You present yourself unsatisfactory. Now, you can pray that away, you can fast that away, you can church it away, you can shout it away, but if you don't carry an excellent spirit, promotion will not come. 
you will never get the job of your dreams if you show up like you just rolled out of bed with your clothing wrinkled from head to toe, unprofessional, showing up talking like you have a second grade education. Come on. You're showing up with a resume that's got coffee stains all over it. Excellence will demand something greater. If you want greater, you got to become greater. You got to dress above the job. Come on. You got to use clothing that's ironed the night before. You got to show up clean and fresh. A little cologne never sent somebody to hell. You, you, you got to brush your teeth, pop a breath mint in. Come on, Prophet Eltoid. You got you to you talk like you got sense. Here's, here's a key principle. Get enough sleep the night before so your mind is sharp. Come on. Prayer can't do that for you. I was, I was able to spend a couple days with Pastor Benny Hinn in Texas, and I asked him, I said, Pastor, tell me about how important the anointing is. How do you walk in the anointing of healing? He said, I don't. I said, excuse me? He said, oh, but I've, uh, let me tell you just a whisper. No, he didn't say that. He said, he said, listen, he goes, he said, there's two main equations to powerful anointing. I said, what are they? He said, prayer mixed with worship and sleep. That's what he said. He said, if a preacher doesn't sleep, he won't be as anointed because his mind isn't clear. And we try to get a job when we stayed up all night before showing up, barely making it in through the door at the time that the clock strike 9 o'clock and you were supposed to interviews at 9. Here's a little piece of advice. You won't get the job. If you're looking for a girl and your breath is always 10, you won't get the girl. Come on, somebody. You're like, hi, baby. And she's like, oh, Miss Kaya's like, no, sir. If you smell like you haven't showered, Miss Kaya's going to be like, no, sir. If your shoes look like you polished them with a Hershey chocolate bar, Miss Kaya's going to be like, no, sir. Excellence will demand you to do better. Look at your neighbor and say, we got to do better. I I knew how to land Pastor Jillian. Listen, she was fine and she wasn't yet mine. And I knew how to land her. What did I do? Man, I brushed my teeth. I combed my forehairs. I I, I ironed my clothes. I started working out. I started getting trimmed. I worked out almost every single day. Come on, somebody. You can't get a body like this not work out. I worked out every single day at the gym. I went. I got my finances in order. I paid off all my debt. I opened up an IRA. I purchased a house. And I brought her dad a list of all my economics to show him I wasn't in debt. I didn't have any, 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 any overhead except for my house. And I said, I would like to marry your daughter. He said, I can't believe you did this. I've never heard of a young man being this excellent in his presentation. Of course, you can marry my daughter. And I got the girl. Somebody said amen. Listen, you'll never get a promotion in life. You'll never get a promotion on your job if you have a critical, argumentative uh, spirit with your boss. If you can't handle the room, you'll never get the promotion. If you show up late and leave early, you'll never get the promotion. If you if you got to ask yourself, am I the kind of person I would hire if I was the boss? Spirit of excellence. Excellence demands us as an employee to be there early. All the business owners say preach, pastor, loud and clear. Uh, 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 Excellence demands that we pay attention to detail. I I appreciate my sister-in-law because my sister-in-law, she's 20-something. I won't tell you how old John. She's 25, okay, she don't care. When when she first started working for the church, she didn't pay attention to detail. She didn't. 
And, and I felt so bad because I was like, i got to talk to your sister again. Tell her to come to my office, you know. And, and I, I was like, sissy, uh, and she, boom, would just start crying. I'm so sorry. You know, I felt bad to have to talk to her about it. But now she's like so detailed. Or you ought to see her notebook. It's, it's a mess. I don't know how she reads it. But for her, she has her own thing going on. And she takes notes off of everything. I said, hey, sis, can you go to? She's like, hold on a minute. She's like, yes, sir. I'm like, you don't have to write this down. She goes, oh, I have to write it down. You know, and so she got a good raise this year. She really did, because she's doing a great job. She got a great raise because she's got an excellent spirit about her. Come on, somebody. And she works her, she works her behind off around here. Uh, uh, be attentive, be, be, follow directions on your job. Well, I don't like my job. Well, if you want a better job, follow the directions on the one you don't like, and maybe God's just trying to test you to see if you will follow directions in a job you don't like. Come on, somebody. Don't be rude to your boss. Read Romans 13. You're out of order if you do. Y'all are quiet in here all of a sudden. It's all right. Praise God. Hallelujah. you got to follow directions. Do what's assigned to you, not your neighbor. Don't criticize your neighbor's job. Don't criticize what they don't do. Criticize yourself. Be assigned to what has been assigned to you, and don't use your boss's time for personal things. Shonda's dad, his name was Elder Williams, and if he didn't agree with you, he'd just look over your, his glasses and say, uh-uh. He'd tell me, Pastor Brian, uh-uh. Yes, sir, Elder. Are you exuding an excellent spirit as a Christian? Are you exuding an unsatisfactory spirit as a Christian? Walking in excellence demands that the doors of favor to swing open to you. Now, th this is a principle. I'm trying to help you. Prayer can't do all this. The anointing don't do all this. You can pray till you're blue in the face, have a Holy Ghost meeting on the way to church and be 30 minutes later, and God ain't going to anoint you with favor because you're out of order. Come on, somebody. You, you, you can't be, you, okay, okay, because we live, we live in a, a society that's, the gender debates are crazy right now, and equality is so crazy for everybody, but I, don't, I believe what the Bible says. I believe that the husband is the head of the home. That's what I believe the Bible. Hello? It don't mean, ladies, you're lesser than a man. It means that the man is the head of the home. That's what the Bible says. If a man goes to work 60 hours a, a week and a woman is at home and she's taking care of the family, let's say a traditional, I'm a traditionalist because I'm a traditionalist, and the woman is at home and he comes home and she has sat in the same position on the couch under sweats all day long, and you expect him to find favor with your husband, he might be a little irritated. Husbands, let me, let me help you. If, if you. if you work 15 hours a week, and your wife's all frustrated because she can't make the ends meet, and you, you, you out playing golf and pool with the boys, and, and you expect to find favor with your wife, you, you're not operating in an excellent way. You will not obtain favor. I don't know about you husbands, but I want lots of favor in my home, what y'all say. Come on, somebody. Wherever I go, my wife will testify to this. Wherever I go, I get crazy favor. And I don't talk about it a lot of times because it doesn't matter. I just I walk in it. I walk in favor because I walk in excellence. So, so most of you don't now, now I know we got Democrats and Republicans in the room, and I don't really care what y'all are. I'm a Christocrat. I vote morality. Come on. If they believe in gay marriage, I ain't voting for you. If they believe in abortion, I'm not voting for you. If they, if they believe in racism, I ain't voting for you. You say, well, who do we vote for, Jesus? Come on. 
I like what Bishop Witcher said. Are you a right wing or a left wing? I'm both wings because you need both wings to fly. There's good in everybody and there's bad in everybody. Come on, somebody. You can't demonize people, but I'm telling you. So I got invited to the White House. Most people don't know that. I went to the White House. There's about 30, 40 preachers in a room. All of a sudden, the Secret Service walks in the room. All of a sudden, the Vice President of the United States walks in the room. Guess who he walked up to? Guess who he walked up to? He said, hello, sir, I'm Mike Pence. I said, I know who you are, sir. I'll be praying for you. He said, thank you. We need it. I get home. Guess who calls me? The mayor's office at City Hall. Will you please come and pray over our, our City Hall meeting? I mean, he didn't personally call. I said, well, yes, sir. I said, oh, well, we'll come. We'll come. We'll, we'll rock, walked right in there. He was standing about as far as Pastor Janae is to me. I stood behind the podium. They told me not to say Jesus, but you asked the Pentecostal God to come. And you said, well, that's against authority. Well, my first authority is the Lord. So I stood behind the podium. I said, precious Father, in the matchless name of your beloved son, Jesus Christ, the only hope for the world, I pray you bless our city. How did I get to go to the White House? Because of an excellent spirit, which caused the doors of favor to open. Listen, whenever I go somewhere, they put me on the front row. Whenever I walk in the room, they put me at the head table. Am I telling the truth, honey? It's crazy. I mean, I walk in so much favor. We were at the Atlanta airport, and I hate the Atlanta airport. I travel a lot. I hate the Atlanta, sorry, Atlanta airport. I cannot stand the Atlanta airport. For what reasons? None of your business. I just don't like it. We go to this little, you know, store where, you know, you have to spend your life savings to get a bottle of water. It's worse than the movie theater in an airport, you know. And so, so I went to this little convenience store that they had in the airport, and, and I said, I, I, in my mind, I'm thinking, man, I hate this airport. I can't wait to get home. But I walk in. I'm kind to the person because I'm kind to everybody, not just y'all. I'm kind to the waitresses. I'm, I'm kind to the baristas, even the ones who has the name tag that says he, she pronouns. I'm still kind to them, too, because I'm a Christian. I don't understand where, where we got off in the world today. That it's, it's okay to be mean-spirited because you disagree. Come on, we got to come together in unity. Come on, we do. I'm not saying, I'm not, listen, listen. Let me rephrase that. We have to come into agreement with what God's word says about us. And Christians should be kind. Just because you pray in tongues don't mean people are going to follow you because you can pray in tongues, but you're mean to the person with the name tag that says he, she. Like, oh, I'm going to call you sir. Just call them a person. Uh uh. We have to be kind. I forgot what I was going to say. Airport. Okay. By the way, I believe in a man and woman is a man and woman. I got to help you. I don't believe in the non binary movement that's going on in our culture right now that they're teaching actually kindergartens that they can pick their sexual orientation in kindergarten. That's a devil. It's a lie. And I believe in God. We're going to be able to start a Christian school here one day. I'm believing it with all my heart. Come on, I'm believing it with all my heart. I'm believing it with all my heart so we can help our kids not be confused. It's a spirit of confusion, really. And who's the author of confusion? It ain't God. It ain't the Holy Ghost. It's the devil. Come on. So we're at the store in the mall, and, and I'm being kind to the lady that's on the other end of the counter, and she says, you know what? I'm not going to make you pay for this today. I said, dude, say what? This is like $900,640.32. What do you mean? She's like, I want to bless you today. 
goes, you want to bless me? I was like, why do you want to bless me? She says, I don't know. There's just something about y'all. What is that? That's the favor of God on my life. I can't help it. Everywhere I go, people bless me. People give me stuff. Somebody say, you shouldn't talk about your blessing. I, 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 well, God bless me. Well, you shouldn't be that blessed. Well, I give everything away half the time. Ask my wife. She's like, will you stop giving stuff away? But I give stuff away. What happens in return? I get it back. Why? Because God's an excellent God. That's supernatural favor. Come on. He don't bless those who are greedy and full of, full of stinginess. He blesses those who are generous. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. So how do I walk in this favor? Well, how, how do we get there? We're going to learn about that today because excellence is a lifestyle. Look at your neighbor and say, excellence is a lifestyle. Look at somebody else and tell them, excellence is a lifestyle. So we as the people of God are called to walk in excellence. We are called to walk as world-class people. We are called to do the very best with what God puts in our hands to do because of an excellent spirit that's on us. Who wants an excellent spirit in the room? Come on. So because I'm excellent, here we go, excellence doesn't allow me to walk into the room late. Excellence doesn't allow me to pay my bills late. I'm not talking about just a church. I'm talking about my lifestyle. Excellence doesn't allow me to walk past trash in the church and say, well, I'm not on the clean team, so I'm not picking it up. No, I will pick it up because of an excellent spirit. I will walk in a church, not even my own church, and to see if the rows are out of order. And if they are, I get to itching until I have to go straighten them up. Amen, Brother Matthew, you've seen me do it. I start itching and breaking out in a rash because we represent the kingdom. I, as a pastor, won't stand before you unprepared and expect to wing it or flow in the Holy Spirit. I heard that all my life. Well, I feel like somebody got the word today. No, I come prepared because you matter to me, because I honor you, because I honor God, because I want to pastor an excellent people that are led by an excellent leader. Come on. That serve an excellent Jehovah, right? We are people of excellence, so we are punctual people. We are top-notch people. We possess the spirit of excellence. Excellence comes from the word to excel, to move forward, to advance. God is tired of a sloppy, unironed, late church. God is looking for a church that's got their act together and is ready to move forward. Come on. Excellence is not perfection. It's doing the very best with God put in your hand to do. So, if I as a person follow Jesus and I do things sloppy, I'm not doing it the best I can with what God put in my hand. And God said in his word, if you're not faithful over the little, I can't give you anymore. And some of you are wanting more, but you're not faithful with the little. Come on. If you, if you have a late culture, you need to get that out your spirit. You're late to work, you're late to church, you're late to meetings, you're late to drug deals. I mean, you're late to the hospital, you're late to doctors. You got to get that late spirit off of you. It's, it's hindering your promotion. It's hindering your advancement. It's hindering your elevation. Here we go. If, if, if you don't, listen, LifeGate volunteers, hear me out real quick. If you don't check Planning Center, the church schedule, or workplace, you're doing it unsatisfactory as a follower of Jesus. If we don't become an inviting church and bring people to church, look at your neighbor and say he's talking to you right now. He's in your front yard. <laughs> We're not doing it our best then. Come on. 
If we don't lift our hands and praise and worship and find a place to worship God, we are not doing it our best. Come on. We are here to host the presence of God. Are you a good host of our precious guest? Are we a bad host of our precious gift? Now, when Deron and Pastor Janae come to my house, we don't always have everybody over to our house. It's just my custom. And the older I get, the less people come. But when they come to my I don't want them to come there and feel uncomfortable. I want, it, I want them to know I love them. I want them to know that they see me. I'm going to have drinks for them, non-alcoholic, because we Christians. And, and we, uh-uh. And, and, we, and I want them to feel comfortable. Miss Bree might bring us a strawberry cake. Praise the Lord. You feel that in your spirit, sis? Oh, Lord Jesus. My wife might make some peanut butter, peanut butter blossoms, however you say it. And I want them to feel like we have lavished them with love, that they leave our house saying, man, I can't wait to go back there. Well, that's what I want the Lord to feel every Sunday morning from his people, that we are good hosts of the presence of the Lord. Come on. This is not about me. This is not about Gallardo Kingdom. This is about one king and one kingdom. We're going we're gonna to lift the name of Jesus. Come on. That's what we're called to do. But we're going to do it in an excellent way. God will never bless mess. God always blesses the best. When we give God our best, that's what God will bless. When we give God our best, that's what God will bless. If we come to the Lord with mess, well, I just have an excuse every time. God won't bless your excuse. What's quiet in here today? God blesses the best. So, I'm not going to get to my points today. That's very apparent, but that's all right. We'll have next week's sermon ready for you. I want to look at you, the response of a worldly person when she came to the house of God clothed in excellence. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Kings chapter number 10. We're going to look at, is this all right today? I I like kind of being down here for this series because I'm not trying to preach. I'm trying to help somebody and teach you, teach us us into a new thing because you can't can't be preached out of a stronghold. You got to be taught out of a stronghold. And, And a lot of people have bad thinking because they've had bad teaching, you know. And so they, they believe a system that's contrary to the word of God because of bad teaching. I can't believe he said that. I can't either. Dear God, help me. Sorry. Please don't be offended and leave the church. Please don't leave me a bad star on Google. Try to be excellent. Okay, here we go. First Kings chapter number 10, verse 1 through 5 says this. When the queen of Sheba heard about the fame of Solomon. Look at that. She heard about the fame of Solomon. Well, what was he famous for? His relationship to the Lord. Huh. I wonder if our fame throughout Kansas City is LifeGate is a place you can go. Then people have a relationship with Jesus. Come on. I'm, I, the older I get, I'm 46 years old, and I chased, man, I feel like I chased presentation as a pastor for so long. I'm just, I don't really, I don't really care no more. I mean, you like us or you don't. I mean, for real, you like me or you don't. I don't really have an in-between. That's just, you just like us or you don't. But I've made up my mind, I'm not trying to make people feel tickled in their ear any longer. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to make people feel comfortable. I mean, I want you to feel comfortable, but I don't want you to stay comfortable, you know, in your walk with God. I want you to come up out of all that. I mean, all this is great. This is a great hook in the mouth of the fish. We have a great building. Praise God, it's paid for. We don't know a dime. Is it the perfect case scenario building? Not yet, but it will be. We're just working on it, you know. Waiting for that that million-dollar anointing that's in the room. That's what Bishop said. But I want his presence here. If that means I'm the only person here playing a banjo and a guitar 
to bring the presence of the Lord here because there's purity in it. The Lord, I want your presence. I don't want a show. I don't want people just to come and they put on a show, but when they're not on the platform, they act a different way. I don't want all that. And we don't, we don't have that. I'm just telling you, that's, that's where I'm at. I, I just don't want it. I, I'm not trying to hype you up. I don't want to hype you up. There's not, I'm not your cheerleader. Come on. I'm, I'm a man of God that wants the presence of God in the room. So here Solomon is known because he had a deep relationship with God first. And she came to test Solomon with a hard question. Before she came to the temple of the Lord, the reputation of leadership was that they had a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Having a relationship with God is foundational, but not enough to minister to people in high places. Watch me. The Queen of Sheba was a leader's leader. She was extremely wealthy. We don't know her name. We just know she was a queen of a region called Sheba. When I was growing up, I used to think her name was Sheba. <laughs> what up, Sister Sheba? What up, Sheba? In the words of AJ, Sheba. That's my girl. Sheba, my girl. <laughs> and so she came to ask this man of God hard questions. But it wasn't just because he had a relationship with God. It was because of his reputation as a leader. Arriving at Jerusalem with a very great caravan with uh, camels, with camels, she had a caravan with camels carrying spices and large quantities of gold and precious stones. Now, I did a little research. The Bible said that she had 120 talents of gold. You know how much money that equaled in modern day currency? 239 million, 272,000. $934 in just gold. Didn't include the diamonds, the emeralds, the rubies, the topazes, the lab diamonds. (laughs) It didn't include the spices that were worth an extreme amount of money. But here the camels were coming to a king through a person of influence because he had a relationship with God and because he was a wise leader of excellence. Uh, a couple of months ago, I prophesied in this room because I felt the Lord say to me, and I never heard this expression this way, that the camels were coming. Y'all remember when I said that? Under the unction of the Holy Spirit? Well, I got to thinking about this story about the camels that were coming with the great cam- What I'm trying to tell you is wealth is attracted to people of an excellent spirit. Wealth is attracted to churches who are of an excellent spirit. Wealth is attracted to a church that has integrity with their money. If you say you're going to raise the money for something, you don't spend it on something else. Why? Because that's not the excellent way. Thank you, Pastor. Oh, I'm, you're welcome. Praise God. Here we go. Let's keep reading. She came to Solomon and asked him uh, to talk with him about all the, the, that she had on her mind. Verse 3. Solomon answered all her questions. Nothing was too hard for the king to explain to her. Here's what I need you to do as, as your pastor. You say, Pastor, I'm, I'm online. I, I can't be a part of LifeGate Church. The only thing I could do is be online because I'm sick or I'm a shut-in or I live in, in, in China or I live in I'm just prophesying. I live in South Korea, or I live in Afghanistan, or, or I live in, in uh, Wichita, or I live in Omaha, or I live in, uh, what's another high? I live, I live Iowa. I, live, I don't live here. Here's what you can do. You can pray for me as a leader to have the wisdom of Solomon to know how to answer today's hard questions. Uh-huh. How do I answer the, the LGBTQ community to make a stance 
but still show love. Well, I need the wisdom of God to do that. Because that's a confused mess. I was reading this report this week about how the, the, the lesbian, gay, uh, and bisexual uh, community is frustrated at the non-binary community because they, they know what sex they are and the nine, am I saying that right, non-binary? Do y'all know what that is? It's like you don't know if you're a guy or a girl, you're just kind of out there floating and don't know what you really are. And, and they know who they are, so there's odds against them, and they don't like the fact that tra- transgenders are in the LGB. So how do I answer that as a pastor? Well, why should you? Because we're going to have that community come to our church, and we want them here. Mm, how can they get saved if they don't know God loves them and came to deliver them? So then I, you got to pray for me. Y'all need to pray for your pastor. You, this be so, As an excellent church with an excellent culture, you should be praying for your pastor to have a wisdom on how to answer the hard issues of the day. How do we answer racism? Now, here's what's crazy about racism. You should educate yourself. Racism and prejudice now are not the same thing. Racism says, I hate you. Prejudice says, I prefer my kind. Well, that's in churches all across America. Really, prejudice prejudice is racism with lipstick and a bow tie on it. That's all it is. It's the same thing. It's the same spirit. If I prefer uh, Hispanic people over African-American people, I'm racist. If I prefer my people, what do you mean my people? Once you get saved, we all the same people. There is no neither now Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free. We are all one in Jesus. So if you don't like me, you ain't going to like me in heaven. That's good preaching. But we, we, have to, we have to know how to navigate those things because there's just as much racism in the African-American community as there in the Caucasian community. For an African-American to think all white people are racist, that's racist in itself. Come on. We got we to we pull that stuff out of the air. Racism is a devil. Being prejudiced is a devil. We are one in Jesus. And love is the answer. Come on. Unity is the answer. We got to walk together, understand each other, build each other up. Come on. Bury the past so it doesn't bury our future. Boy, I'm preaching better than you're sounding today. Unity. How do we answer those? Well, I can't do it without the wisdom of the Lord. Boy, this is good preaching today. Am I doing all right, Pastor Janae? Are you taking notes? <laughs> I'm just teasing. Now watch. When the, I'm going to end at the end of this in just a minute. I'm going to end when I get to uh, my last power statement. You'll know it here in a minute about what happened to Queen of Sheba. That's when we can, we can get ready to conclude. When the Queen of Sheba, 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 when the Queen of Sheba saw the next few things, this is verse 4, something powerful happened. First thing she saw was the wisdom of Solomon. Now the word wisdom here means concerning administration. How did he lead? He led excellent. When she saw that, when she saw the palace that he had built. Now some of y'all think, why do you spend all this money on the church, pastor? Why do we have to buy all these lights? And my God, what happened to the frosting on the crosses? He stole the crosses, Susan. Oh no, Susan. Why do we have to spend all this money on, on this just a building? We should be putting the money in people, not in property. Well, have you read the Bible? Have you read the Bible? Because Solomon built a church 
that was completely overlaid in pure gold. <laughs> pure gold, the size of a quarter is $1,800 right now in modern currency. And he paid the whole place in gold. He had so much gold in the temple that he used a solid gold footstool to rest his feet on. His glasses that he was drinking from when he was preaching, solid gold. I just have plastic. <laughs> Some of y'all should come up off it. Just kidding. <laughs> solid gold. As a matter of fact, this was so crazy, Miss Julia. He was so rich with gold. The temple was so wealthy with gold. He considered silver to be as common as rocks and made a statement, I won't build with such rubbish. I mean, you know, <laughs> size of quarter for an ounce of gold is like $34. I mean, you get a size of gold as big as that speaker, you're going to be a multi-multi-millionaire. And he said, nah, rubbish. She saw this. She didn't see a broke-down church, so I'm trying to tell you. Well, pastor, we're just called to be with the poor. No, the poor you will have with you always. You can be a Beverly Hills now, poor people in your church. But the wealthy, you, he never said the wealthy you will have with you always. Now, we know that there was wealthy people in the church where Jesus was going because the Bible said he was looking over to see how much the wealthy people were putting in the offering plate. But then he saw the poor put just a couple mites in, but it was all she had, you remember? So the poor you'll have with you always, but not the queens of Sheba. So she saw these things going on. She saw the food on his table. I liken that to constant revelation. I'm always digging. I'm always seeking. I'm always praying. I'm studying people. I'm watching, listening to our culture. This culture and today, these young people, they, they're jacked up in how they think. I mean, they are messed up, y'all. They are so confused about life. They can't even define what a woman is. On, on universities all over America, I watch this group of people. They go and ask questions. In, 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 in universities. And they ask what a woman is. And they say, well, what do you mean? What's a woman? Whatever a woman feels is a woman is a woman. A man was transgender. And he stood up and he said, I'm a transgender woman. And the guy said, well, what's a woman? He goes, I don't know. What do you mean what's a woman? He said, what is a womb man? Womb man. It's a man with a womb. It's a woman. It's a womb. If you have a womb, you're a woman. Make sure they don't edit that out because that, that, you know, they, they, could, they could flip that when I just said that. A woman is a woman. If you have a womb, you were born with the reproductive parts of a woman. You are a woman. If you were born with the reproductive parts of a man, you are a man. And culture is confusing our children. And Christians, we sing hallelujah on Sunday and do nothing about it. Constant revelation. Pray for me. God, give my pastor constant bread. Then she saw the seating of his officials. There were known leaders in the house. We have known leaders in our house. We know who they are. And it's not to be a click in a club like some have accused. It's because we want them, people, to come in here and know that the pastor don't have to do everything. There's some other, like last week, Chop and Brittany are anointed to lead people to Jesus. It don't have to just be me. Then she saw the attending servants in their robes. In other words, they were dressed to the hills. They were uniformed and dressed for success. She, that impressed her. She saw the cupbearers. She saw Solomon's ministry assistants, those who assisted him in the needs of the ministry personally. 
She saw, uh-oh, help us, Jesus. She saw the burnt offerings, 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 ah, 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 that's a cuss word, offerings, offerings. He made at the temple of the Lord. Well, how to get the burnt offerings? The people brought it. The community brought offerings unto the Lord. The people said, hey, we're going to support the work of the ministry. And we're going to bring offerings unto the Lord. And the Bible said, here, I'm concluding right here. And I know it's not my notes. I apologize, guys. I know the teams, they're probably frantically, what's he doing? We're here. We're at the ending. This is the conclusion. My first of seven. The Bible said, I'm just kidding. The Bible said, no, I'm not. The Bible said, when she saw all this, it took her breath away. She was like, Sorry, Liv, I probably need a breath there. I wasn't expecting that. My goodness. I walked in the house of God and, wow, these people know what they're doing. Their teeth are brushed. The ushers ain't smelling like they got demons coming out their mouth. You know, that's the worst. I remember growing up as a kid, the preacher would come to me, Father, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. And I'd be like, I'm falling out. Courtesy drop. <laughs> oh, that dude's breath is foul. My grandma said, you got touched tonight, didn't you, honey? I was like, man, grandma, pastor's mouth. You know, you needed a breath mint. It's pretty foul. And I was like, courtesy drop. I'm out. <laughs> Solomon standards for excellence. This feels good. I got next week's notes already done. <laughs> That's so excellent. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Solomon standard, his standard for excellence in every department in the house of the Lord. It took the queen's breath away, guys. Now, this week, um, we were able to minister to 150 law enforcement agents on our property. Amen. And, and that, that, that's, that's another thing that we all need to get wisdom about because I don't believe all police officers are bad or evil or wanting to kill people. And you can't group everybody in a group. That's wicked, really. Read Romans 13 again about law enforcement and authority and government. We, we have American privilege in the U.S. I'm going to take a drink of water on that subject. And it is all of my business. We have American privilege in the U.S. And we, we, we think we're owed something we're not, a lot, a lot of us. And, and God expects us to work for what we and to thank those who were in office. So we were able to uh, minister to over, it was 150, I think they said, law enforcement officers. It was the DEA. It was the CIA. No, no, not the CIA. DIA, CSI, FBI, state troopers, Kansas City Police Department, Independence the Police Department, uh, the SWAT, and some type of a stormtrooper for the FBI that were all on our property for that holdup that was taking place on the street. I got up, I got dressed, I put on my uh, professional attire, and I came to the office and, and some of the team showed up and we opened up the doors and we started serving them goodies and snacks and, and water and I was able to pray for about 15 or 20 law enforcement officers that day and they were coming into our building and it was so amazing. Man, I, I couldn't get away from my notes because when they would walk in the room, they would walk in the fellowship hall and say, here's they go, almost everyone, whoa. I was not expecting this because they saw the outside, Leah, and they walked into Rachel. 
know, Leah, she cockeyed and unibrowed and got a mole on her forehead. And, and so they walked in. They walked in. And, the, and, and they did what the Queen of Sheba did. Their breath, I could see it in their face. They were kind of like, whoa. Wait a minute. Is this the same building? I brought, I brought uh, the DEA, the Missouri DEA. I was like, I want to see it on a good side. Brought him upstairs. And he walked in the sanctuary. He was like, my goodness gracious. He's like, man, honestly, I wasn't expecting this at all. I thought it was just a little, you know, kind of podunk place. He's like, my goodness, you guys are doing a great job. I said, wait till we get done. Wait till we pop the outside with curbs. I can't wait to have curbs. Let the Lord use you. I know, right? We're going to have curbs. We're going to have a steel black metal roof. We're going to have it all painted like a Chip and Joanne Gaines model house. It's going to look nice. And then we're going to build a new sanctuary. And then we're going to have a huge parking lot to house all the people getting saved. What y'all know about that? It's all going to be because of an excellent spirit. And God showing and the people showing favor on a church that's doing the very best with God puts in their with what God puts in their hands.